Whether you're watching, listening or reading this, welcome back to the Rumpreneur vlog where we're on a mission to raise £1 million for children's charities by run vlogging on consecutive days the distance of one lap around the planet. It's a staggering 40,075 kilometres. It's going to take somewhere between 14 and 15 years to accomplish. Uh, so plenty of time to raise that epic fundraising target. I'm going to commit to doing a minimum of five kilometres every day and I'll even do it barefoot style. So those regular listeners will know that I vlog about helping people overcome emotions of stress, overwhelm and anxiety by using exercise, in my case, run vlogging as a release mechanism to relieve those daily pressures and to be able to thrive and move on to more bigger and more successful things. And uh, today, it's a beautiful morning. The sun is out, it's pretty fresh, it's about one degree, but the sun is out, it makes running so much more enjoyable. So decent running conditions. And it's Sunday run day today, where we discuss all things running. And today's topic is hill sessions. So as always, if you like this episode, give it a like and a subscribe, and let's get started. So, hill sessions. Okay, so I used to, my first birthday confession, I used to do a lot of, of hill sessions. I used to do um, maybe one or two hill sessions a week in my running training plan. That was back when I was probably running four times a week on average, five on a good week. So uh, hill sessions were taking up, well I say, probably about 20, 20, 20%. Even though I'm doing four sessions, one of them is a long, long run. So uh, in the grand scheme of things, the shorter hill sessions don't equate to, you know, more than kind of 20, 25% of my, uh, my running plan. Now, um, most people talk about, talk about the 80-20 rule with running and that 80% should be done at slow endurance pace um, to improve as a runner, and that 20% should be kind of hill sessions, interval sessions, you know, VO2 max, lactate threshold, hill repeats are generally the three other sessions you'll use to, to kind of equate to the additional 20% of your training. Now, my training is very different now, as I'm on this crazy challenge to run every day for the best part of 15 years. I'm almost a year in. I hit 6% of the journey, I think just yesterday. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but the amount of time it takes to go up 1%, uh, I have to celebrate just as a milestone. It's literally almost each day I run that goes up maybe 0.1 or 0.2 of 8%. So it's, uh, sorry, not 0 0.1, 0 0.01 or 0 0.02 uh, of 8%. So it's incredibly slow to get this, uh, percentage up so every percent that I kind of accomplish is a big milestone so six percent woohoo but anyway back onto the topic anyway so my running schedule now is all about you know longer runs because the, the longer the runs I do the quicker the distance reduces so that's my uh, one of my motivations but I don't do a lot of speed work I don't do a lot of stress or resistance based training now because it's all about staying fit for me and basically every day is a recovery run because when you're running every day you know you're trying to keep your legs loose enough to be able to run not too stiff and uh obviously i've been doing it for over i think 315 days is today so um i'm pretty acclimatized to doing it now but bear in mind i do run the odd marathon multiple half marathons 
I normally get to close to a half marathon every week. Um, so that's quite a significant amount of duress on my, on my muscles. And uh, you know, then the next day, obviously, I have to drop it down to 5K just to remove the lactic acid and loosen myself up before I go again. But anyway, I'm digressing. I'm just explaining my reasons for not doing what I'm about to talk to you about. Okay, so hill sessions. They are super important sessions for a runner if you want to improve. And it's, it's very key to understand what your goals are and ambitions are as a runner. Most people run will have a goal attached to it. If you don't have a goal attached to it, then it's quite difficult to keep yourself motivated um, to continue running. But if you're looking to improve as a runner, then hill sessions are definitely something you'll want to include. Not when you get started, but once you become kind of more accustomed to running a set amount of distance each week, maybe it's 20, 30 kilometers, whatever it is, you're then starting to get into the realms of a more routine-based runner. And that's when you start, one second, I'm just going past some people. Morning. I always get self-conscious when I run past people. <laughs> but anyway, so um, when you become a more routine-based runner, that's when you can start integrating different types of running training into your routine. So if you're going to run four times a week, you generally want to do a long run. You'd want to do some form of speed related interval training. You'd want to do a lactate threshold and possibly a hill repeat. So that would be perfect to improve as a runner. You'd be improving your speed with the intervals and VO2 max training. Lactate threshold, you'd be improving your ability to shed lactate acid from your body and muscles over longer distances. They're called kind of tempo runs. And hill repeats is resistance training. It improves your running economy, improves your running form, increases your stride length. Loads and loads of benefits to doing hill repeats. So if that was the perfect schedule, four times a week it would be that would be what you do. But your long run should be 80% of the distance. Okay, so it seems like a crazy amount as a target. I'm only going by what the professional athletes do here, by the way. So uh, it may be that you do 50% long run and then 50% is broken up by those other methods. But we're focusing on hill repeats today. And so what are the benefits of running hills? Well, firstly, obviously it's resistance-based training. You go up a hill, it's harder work than running on a flat. Interestingly, I'm running on the Cambridgeshire guided busway today from St Ives back to Wards, Cambridge. And this is where I did my, my world record-breaking fastest male marathon runner dressed as a ninja down here. So it's <laughs> bringing back memories of how brutal that day really was. But there's lots of kind of undulated ups and downs, not super severe by any stretch, but um, I remember each, each and every one of them, especially well when you're hurting a little bit as a runner. But um, just going past some people, so bear with me a second. Oh, it's the Twisses. Hi, hey. Twisses, how are you? You're right. You're live on camera. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of people out today because it's a beautiful day. But so, um, yeah, so the, the point I'm making here is that hill repeats are hard. There's no way of, of kind of um, avoiding the fact that they're, uh, they're difficult, they're challenging, and it's, it's easy to go, hard. Oh, I don't fancy it today. But just to give you a little bit of incentive, if you were going to, there's a lot of evidence that backs this up, by the way, if you were going to do 12 weeks worth of hill trading, a couple of sessions a week, okay, it's quite a commitment, but there's a, you're proving to benefit oh yeah, by 3% in your performance. Okay, there's a lot of evidence that suggests this. And um, so what does that mean? Well, for a typical marathon runner, 
that could be as much as six minutes off your marathon time. It's pretty, pretty considerable. So if I was going for a marathon for a PB, then I'd certainly be integrating a couple of hill sessions into my um, 12 weeks before running the marathon with a couple of weeks kind of, um, kind of tapered down before the actual marathon date. But so 14 weeks out, I'd be starting a 12 week process of, of integrating hill repeats into my training schedule because six minutes is a lot of time. It's certainly in a marathon distance. And if you've got proven evidence that suggests you can get that, then surely you should be integrating it. So let's go on to the facts. Resistance training, okay, is harder work, okay? So your heart rate's gonna get higher and elevated. So you're putting your body under more duress. The argument being, if you can learn to run uphill and be comfortable doing it, running on the flat's gonna be super easy for you. Okay, so that's why uh, ultimately the benefits of, of hill training are there. It also improves your running form. And the way it does that is that it's, uh, morning, is it stretching your running stride. Okay, if you're going uphill, you have to put more effort in, you know, to kind of climb. So you're stretching your, your stride out. If you stretch your stride out and you become more, com more um, efficient at doing so, your running economy improves. So what does that mean? It means that you cover more distance, quicker pace for less effort. Okay, so all the endurance is all about economy and efficiency. The more efficient you are at churning out pace without depleting too much of your energy supplies, the better the runner you're gonna be. So, prime example is fuel consumption, miles per gallon, okay? You wanna get as many miles per gallon of energy, whether that's in the form of carbohydrate or fat, but that's ultimately what you're trying to achieve. And uh, running, and, uh, running hills is going to be improving your ability to run at a higher miles per gallon in the form of energy uh, analogy, if that makes sense. So really, really important you kind of understand that. Um, obviously the heart rate element, elevated heart rate, okay? The more you do that, your, your body will get more adapted to running uphill at elevated heart rate, which means the more you do it, when you start going up hills, your heart rate will be lower because you're so accustomed to running up hills, okay? So it's efficiency again there, but heart rate is a really good metric. It's like revs, RPM in a car. Heart rate is basically that. The higher it is, the more energy you consume, okay? So that's why when you accelerate, revs per minute goes boom, up, up, higher. The same as when you go up a hill. But um, the more you do it, the more you become, have the ability to control your heart rate, keep it lower, which means you're burning less energy. So again, a really cool reason there. The other thing is, generally speaking, if you're trying to improve time, right, it's not often you're gonna get a race that's exactly flat with zero elevation. It's highly likely, and even now, I'm in the Cambridge flat, flats. I mean, this whole run, doing about 13K, it'll be about 32 meters of elevation, which is nothing for over that distance. But there's still quite a few ups and downs and over that period. So most marathons or, or races are gonna have a, a, an amount of elevation. It's just highly unlikely to run completely flat. So if you improve your ability to run both up and down, because people think hill training is just running up, just as much running down. If you go up, you've got to come down. And it's the ability to run both. And the suggestion here is that to become a master at hills is you should be able to run the same effort up a hill as you go down it, as when you're running normally. So if you're running in a consistent rhythm, just going past some people, so just bear with me a second. Morning. So, uh, 
they weren't very friendly. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going up a hill now. So the idea is, I'm trying to keep my breathing. I'll slow my pace down and try and keep a similar effort level. Okay, so let the pace lower and I'll try and keep a similar effort level. I've already gone up a little bit. I can feel my breathing pushing a little bit harder than it would have done. But try and keep it controlled <laughs> going up so you stay in the same rhythm. Because when you come back down, which I'm going to come down in just a second, you let your legs go because the more you try and break, the more effort you're putting on. So you keep your feet lower to the ground, shorter steps, and I'm just coming down a hill now, so I'm going to try and keep the same pace. But I'm picking up now, and I'm just letting my feet go. I'm keeping them close to the ground, and I'm trying to keep the same breathing. Okay, so what I lost in the pace of going up that hill, I've just gained there for the same effort. Okay, so people don't realise that. Generally speaking, what goes up has to come down. So people will try and speed up a hill. Well, I'm going up a hill again now. Okay, now I'm going to slow it down, try and keep my breathing, okay? If I was going to try and keep going at the same pace, what most people do when they're going for times, the extra effort to go up there, your heart rate's elevated, the extra fuel consumption you've had is going to have a knock-on effect later down the line when you need that energy reserve. So by slowing it down now, I'm hopefully I'm, I'm talking a similar pace now, when you constantly think about it, instantly your heart rate goes up. But anyway, psychological. I am slowed down, I'm going uphill, and I'm hopefully, hopefully performing at a similar effort level, okay? Which means that just because I've lost some pace here, I haven't wasted any energy. So when I go back down on the other side, I'm gonna get that back, okay? So I should be at the same position if it was a, a completely flat. That's the ideal. Now, obviously, some races are just uphill, okay? So that doesn't work if you're not gonna end at the same elevation as you started on. But a lot of races, certainly long distance ones, unless they're mountainous in the actual style of race, you're gonna have a similar amount of up and down. Okay, so bear that in mind. You don't have to be gunning it up hills to try and get that time, because you'll generally get it back. That's the, uh, well, that's the logic behind it anyway. So, um, by summarizing the benefits of hill training, it's resistance-based training, so it's gonna help improve your efficiency. It helps increase your stride as well, which again is improving your running economy increases your heart rate and your ability to keep your heart rate lower through more duress or more, more strain means your energy consumption levels uh, are getting more efficient so it's super super important and you can improve pace as well there's no ways around it if you can run the more you run up the hills the quicker you become at running up them the quicker you become at running up hills the quicker you become at running on a flat so you will improve your pace it's one of the best ways to improve as a runner and it's almost, it's almost, you get more benefits from hills than you do from most other style of running training. So um, if I was going to factor it in, I'd try and do the bulk of my running the long distance, easy paced runs like I am today. But I try and get at least a session a week in hills. Uh, where even whether it's minimal hills, you can just go up and down the same hill over and over again. You don't have to go and find crazy elevation to kind of get it. Just do the repeats and hopefully that will help you. So that's pretty much it for me today. As always, if you've got any questions on this stuff, drop me a, a comment, I'll respond to everyone. If it's a bigger topic, I'll do a separate vlog episode and I'll tag you in. Do check out the links in my bios where you can watch, listen and read my content. And more importantly, just going past some people. One second. Oh yeah. Lots of people on the busway today. <laughs> Lots of places to get conscious, self-conscious about vlogging. But anyway, um, yeah, keep up to date on my bios where you can keep up to date on the 
the challenge and the journey I'm on to raise a million pounds for children's charities by running consecutive days of distance of one lap around the planet. We're trying to raise one million pounds for children's charities, so it's a huge, huge target. So any support you can give me would be much appreciated. So uh, that's pretty much it for me today. Hark, so alright mate, I see you. Lots of people out today. Um, so all that's left to say is that the content I talk about has always been geared around helping people overcome the emotions of stress, overwhelm and anxiety by using exercise, or in my case, run blogging as a release mechanism to relieve those daily, weekly pressures in the form of stress. If you don't relieve them by, i.e. clear your head, process what's going on, gain clarity on where you are and refocus, it's really difficult to move on and proceed and progress in your life. If you don't release them, those stresses get bigger and bigger until very quickly they turn into overwhelm, which is where you've got too much going on in your head that it kind of makes you freeze or procrastinate. And if you don't clear your head at that stage, you then start panicking and you're starting to drift into the realms of anxiety, which is obviously, you're starting to, starting to experience mental health issues, which is something we clearly want to avoid. Now I've been there, I've lost multiple business partners, I've lost multiple businesses, and I've almost been bankrupt because of my inability to manage these emotions in the past. And uh, it's a dark, dark place, I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. And there's no coincidence that in the last 10 months of doing my running vlog, which is my release mechanism, I've made more progress than I have done in the previous four years. Okay, so I hope there's enough social proof to show that this stuff works. And my pledge to you, if you are somebody struggling with this, drop me a message, okay? There's no catch here whatsoever, no sale. I don't sell anything on this vlog. It's all value giving, it's all about fundraising for children's charities. So there's no catch. Drop me a message, we'll jump on a call and we'll try and give you some step-by-step -step help on how you can get you back on the right path. And uh, you'd be amazed how many people we've already helped and have made a considerable difference. This stuff really works. And help is often free. You just have to be prepared to ask for it. So that's it for me today. As always, if you like this episode, give it a like, comment and subscribe. Check out the link in my bio to keep up to date on my challenge and the journey that I'm embarking on. And all that's left to say is stay positive, stay happy, and I'll see you tomorrow.